Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hello, ladies. Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, allegedly. All right, Mike Dell, are you there? I'm here, Larry. All right. You sound a little muffled (laughs) this evening, a little muffled. Oh, really? A little bit. Sure, that's not just your headset again? No, it could be. It definitely could be. Yeah. Um, we we're in trouble tonight, Mike Dell, because nobody called. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Larry Larry called me earlier today, like, what's for the show? And I'm like, oh well, I got nothing. I didn't even watch any movies. Yeah. I had been watching 11 movies a week just so we have something to talk about, but I needed a break. When you plow through like yeah, 55 movies in five weeks, you need to slow down a little bit. Uh, so then we're like, well, well Tuffy a will be here. A lot of Colin Farrell. Yeah. So uh, Tuffy will give us his Game of Thrones recap because Game of Thrones yeah. ended. It was all the big hot topic in the world. Uh, so, you know, Tuffy will give us his Game of Thrones. And then you remembered, oh, Tuffy's not going to be here this week. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah, he's Michigan. I don't know why he so then, uh, Michigan, but what? <laughs> so then you were saying, oh, well, uh, Jank went to see some movie. What what movie did he go see? Brightburn. 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 That's, That's like good. a terrible name, isn't it? That's like a terrible name, right? I don't know. I, mean, I don't think so. All right. But I guess it's, it's the movie's about like a bad Superman. He, he Instead of being a good guy, Superman's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a DC comic. <laughs> yeah, but they just rip it off. So, <laughs> yeah, they rip it off. Um, yeah, yes. So you're like, oh well, well, Jank, if he calls, we can talk about Brightburn because you're very excited about this Brightburn. But apparently, Jank didn't call either. No, <clears throat> no. And the other day, I asked him on Facebook about Brightburn. I'm like, hey, you going to see that Brightburn? I think it looks all right. And he's like. Yeah, I'm real. Ha- I'm real excited to see it. I'm going Thursday night, and I was like, "Holy shit, he's going to like, you know, the early sneak preview of it." So I figured if he's at the movie Thursday night, well, Friday night he'd be right here to talk about it. But no, he's not here. Yeah, we're on our own. Probably right waiting now. in line. No ad. Probably in line for like a v- Avengers Five or something. Yeah. That yeah, that's possible. That. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Huh. 
Anything. <laughs> it's two hours to go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, Larry, I, I did watch Fleabag. We could talk Fleabag mm. if you want. Yeah. All right, let's let's hear Fleabag. I, I love my girl Fleabag. The Amazon Prime series Fleabag season two started. Uh, it's only six episodes. Season one was only six episodes. Uh, but but season one was my favorite show of that year when it came out. Well, I think it came out 2016. So this is uh, okay. 2019. That's three years. This is a British show, right? Uh, yes, she is British. Okay. Yeah, it's all in England, I guess. Yeah. So this airs in England before Hulu gets a hold of it. Uh, that's a good question. No, it's not Hulu. It's Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Or yeah, Amazon Prime. Either way. Yeah, I don't know if it it might. Season two may have just debuted right on Amazon Prime. I don't I don't know how that works. But uh, now, does Fleabag have anything to do with her vagina? <laughs> no, that's no, not. It's just like the uh, no one calls her Fleabag. The word Fleabag is never mentioned, but uh, she really doesn't have a name. So <laughs> the title just refers to her as Fleabag because. She doesn't have a name in the show? Ah, uh, no. Not really. Never really hear anyone call her by What? <clears throat> so you watched 12 episodes and the main character doesn't have a name? <laughs> yeah, now that you bring it up, yeah, you really don't hear anyone call her by her name. Like, uh, there's her sister, you know, is there, and her sister's name is Claire. And, uh... That's pretty much it. So what does Claire <laughs> say when, like, when Claire calls Fleabag or something, yeah. and Fleabag answers, it's just just say, "Hey, you, well, we're going out for Dad's birthday dinner on Saturday. You in?" Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. You say, "Hey, we're because they they are uh, their dad is a big part. They're still connected to their dad. Their mom's dead, but their dad's getting remarried and, um, yeah." Kind yeah, of an awful lady. I should be writing shows for <laughs> British TV, I think. But it's it's a pretty spectacular show. Season two, Fleabag. Um, she's kind of trying to uh, get with a priest. Yeah. Mm, gross. Why is she a twelve-year-old <laughs> boy? <laughs> she's oh, uh. My head. Yeah. Larry. Yeah, here's the part of the show where Larry just has trouble with his headset for 20, 30 minutes. Hello? Hey, Larry. Uh, how you doing? Yes. Yeah, my fucking headphones are dying. <laughs> yes. You think you would have taken care of that after we discovered it a couple of weeks ago on the show? I know. I forgot. I didn't even <laughs> think about it. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – well, well, we'll still talk, but I'm going to find another set of headphones and try that out. You have extra sets of headphones? I think I have three or four sets. <laughs> really? Three or yeah. four sets of headphones? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> you, you steal, yeah. then it's trying to get a different one after the Avengers fiasco. <laughs> I know, but last week, though, they worked fine. <laughs> so I thought I was back in the clear again. But no, 
I, I should just try to figure out how to use Skype because it's so much easier than using these fucking headsets. All right, so this show's terrible already, Mike Dell. I mean, it's usually bad, but it's extra bad right now. And now I gotta see which one's the headset and which one's the microphone. Oh, this is the part of the show where Larry just tries on equipment. Yeah. This is what they refer to as technical difficulties. All right, so that looks like I can't see. I'm so old. All right, here we go. All right, <laughs> hold on a second. Shit. All right, this one doesn't fit in the phone. <laughs> <All right>. well, <laughs> hold on Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go get the other set. I know they were. But anyway, go ahead and talk about Fleabag right now. Let's talk about Fleabag. <laughs> well, Larry looks for his headset. Yeah, let's uh, talk Fleabag. So she, um, like I said, her her dad is getting remarried to a lady who uh, was yeah. also in season one, and and this lady hates Fleabag, and Fleabag hates the lady. And uh, <laughs> now Larry's playing music in the background. That's Nick's TV. Hold on. <laughs> is it Walking Dead? A terrible Lifetime movie. Uh, no, it's Lifetime. Does Lifetime ever make movies right. about zombies? No, but I mean, if she did, that 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 bean would be rubbed raw. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Throw <laughs> Kenda in there somewhere. All right, show Kenda. Right. Have you secured? No, every, so everybody on the show is British. Like it takes takes uh, place yes. in England. Yes. Uh, it's weird. Uh, so yeah, her her dad's getting remarried to a lady who uh, doesn't like Fleabag, and she's a real pretentious art lady. And uh, so they uh, go to dinner as a family, and the the priest is going to officiate their wedding, and he's like a a, a newer priest to their uh, parish or whatever. He's kind of young and hip as a priest, you know. And uh, yeah. Fleabag, Fleabag it becomes smitten with him a little bit, a little bit. Uh-huh. But is she, is she really interested in the priest, or is she just interested in trying to fuck a priest? You know, that's the dilemma. Ew. So, <laughs> so she's a little bit slutty. Yeah, well, she was way slutty. <laughs> now she's she's calmed down. Uh, she's moved on with her life. She's matured a bit. You know, she's not doing that stuff anymore. She's trying to live a better life. Because something traumatic happened in season one. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right, hold on one second. Let me try this again. Get this. All right. Here, get this started proper. All right, hold on. Here's Larry trying on a a second set of headphones. Hey, hold on. Exciting. Any second now, Larry will be talking on the phone using headphones. Huh. All right, I'm back. Yeah. How'd that work? It didn't work. (laughs) I'm going to have to hold the phone old school style tonight. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I have a feeling we're going to end early, but... 
uh, now that I know you have to hold the phone to your ear, I really want to go at least two hours. All right. Because nothing's worse. In the old days, we used to just hold the phones, and wow, your arm would be dead. It's after, uh, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> All right, here I got an idea. You... <laughs> hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You're gonna, you're gonna tape the phone to your head? Is that what I what I hear? It's gotta be that cord. All right, fuck it. I'm back. I think what it is, I don't think it's my headset. I have to, like, the headset I use, I need, like, an adapter to make the, you know, three millimeter into a one millimeter or whatever the fucking sizes are. I think that's that. I have to do the same thing. Because it didn't didn't work on either headset. So I think it's probably that piece that's bad. Huh. Look at you. Interesting stuff, though, Mike Dow. This is fascinating, (laughs) fascinating podcasting. So it really is. So uh, the important thing, Larry, is uh, you're going to watch Fleabag. Ah, uh, I don't think. I think what I'm going to watch is Deadwood. Oh, all right. You've yeah, I think I might watch Deadwood. that this weekend. I saw the first episode of episode, you know, of season one, and that was it. And that was a few years ago, and I enjoyed it. I just never watched the rest of it. Yeah, uh, Sam, Deadwood, I know her, her husband. Wa- what? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say Deadwood is spectacular. You? you enjoy Deadwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, her husband loves it, and she she really likes it too. They both really love that show. I guess he watches it all the time. Like, he just rewatches the seasons over and over Well, again. I can't remember but, uh, you how know, many seasons it was. Was it on two or three seasons? I think it. Would you happen to know? Yeah, I don't It's one or the other. I'm not sure, though. Yeah. I know. I can't remember. I think it may just be two. I don't, but season one is really good. It's like beautiful season one, just great. And then season two, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's a because movie coming. I, I think it's in June. They're making a Deadwood movie. Yes, for HBO. Like HBO is making a movie, and I guess they got all the original cast back except for Howard's Booth. I, I guess he's dead. Um, because there's a similarity to wrestling with the Deadwood in that uh, the, the main guy is a fellow named Swearinger, one of the main guys. The main villain is, is Timothy Oliphant, the main hero. And then, uh, uh, I forget his name, the actor that plays him, but he, he's a famous guy now because of Deadwood. Um, but I think Swearinger's his name's like, uh, like Shane Ian Black or something like that. Or No, oh, yeah, that's not no that's something like that. Something like that. Something. Shane and Black. Yeah. Or... Ian. Right, Ian anyway. somewhere, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll call him Ian McShane. How about that? How about uh, it? All right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but his character's name is Swearinger, and he's like uh, kind of like the crime boss in this little uh, western mining town. He, like, controls everything. And then Timothy Oliphant's the sheriff. Uh, he's coming in to try and clean it up. Um I guess Deadwood. I think it's uh, is it Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota, somewhere like that, or I don't know, South Dakota. Oh, okay. Anyway, so I'm in that it's, area. It's out there. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, Swearinger is so good as a villain. He was so awesome that uh, the fans loved him so much they kind of turned him face 
in season two. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. And then it's not so good. But, uh, like Braun yeah. Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not so good. Yeah, I think I'm going to try it, though. Yeah, season one is great. You'll love season one. I know Kristen Bell's in there at some point. Yeah, she's uh, only in like three episodes. Um, but That's she plays like enough. a con. Well, when you only got like 20 episodes, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but season, uh, I, I guess I should, I should point out a, a, a plotting thing that's really good about Deadwood. And you see it in episode one of Deadwood. You also see a similar thing in episode one of Boardwalk Empire. But basically, if you want to plot something, uh, what, one idea to do is uh, just have a, a plan. So you have a plan. Something's going to happen. And then something goes horribly wrong. Right? So then, All right. because of that happened, that leads to the, that starts the old cause and effect chain for plotting. Oh, so this happened now. This causes this to happen. This so in Deadwood, the thing that happens in episode one is uh, there's like a, a wagon train or a wagon of people that get robbed and murdered, but a little girl survives. So, uh oh, now what are they going to do about that little girl? <laughs> you know, yeah. did she did she see people? Did she is she going to be able to uh, say? Because then if she's because they, uh, if I recall correctly, it's um, Swearinger's men, but I, I think they, if I'm remembering correctly, they dressed up as Indians to make it seem like Indians did it. But, um, oh, look at I that. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm misremembering that, but I don't know. But uh, the point is that little girl, so Olafan is trying to protect that little girl to see, you know, and then Swearinger's, they want to kill that little girl. So, yeah, like Boardwalk Empire. If you remember, there was a uh, booze run being delivered, and Jimmy Darmany decided they would steal the booze, and then yeah. shit went wrong, and then it started consequences. Uh, so yeah, it's a cute little trick there about the plotting. Keep an eye on it. Have a plan, Larry, and things go horribly wrong. There you go. Um, How come we don't have a plan for this show? Like we had a plan, like oh we'll get a guest and all that <laughs> stuff, and then we horribly didn't, wrong. and this is what you get. <laughs> Now it's just horrible. But I'm glad we did the show because I had no concept of this Deadwood movie. I had no idea about it. So now at least I know there's a Deadwood movie coming out. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Yeah, that's something. They're also making a Sopranos movie, like a prequel. Oh, I was going to say, how are they going to do that? It's going to be about like Tony's dad and Uncle Junior when they were, you know, running shit back in the day. Huh. How do you feel about that? I like it. All right. You know, it kind of it kind of keeps it alive a little bit, but not, uh, you know, it's not just a reboot. At least it's something different. Right. I like Uncle Jew. All right. I don't know who that is, but all right. Fair enough. Yeah, he's a big part of the show. Uncle Junior. Oh, hey, hey Larry, I'm trying to think what else I watched this week because I didn't uh, watch... Uh, any movies? I don't think I watched a single movie this week. Um, mm. I, I did watch something on the network, the WWE network. Uh, did you watch that Becky Lynch? Um, is it a Chronicle or is it, I think it's Twenty Four, right? That, you know, that, yeah, it was Twenty Four. Yeah, I have no idea. I gotta tell you, the way they set the network up, at least through the Fire Stick, is like it's real 
fucking stupid the way they have it set up. It's real hard to find things. You don't ever know what's new. So, and I'm kind of Becky Lynched out right now. But there, there's like an hour long documentary about Becky Lynch and her journey to WrestleMania. But it's really good. It's really good. Because WWE, they always do a good job with that. Um, no, but, uh, you see Seth Rollins crying. Uh, hmm. He's so happy that of she won course. WrestleMania. And uh, there's a real <laughs> creepy moment with Vince. <laughs> he's coming. Yeah. Um, like he's he's so, uh, hey, Becky. <laughs> Who's not looking yeah, at like Vince? Yeah, like uh, Becky's talking to the camera, you know, because it's like a behind-the-scenes documentary thing, and she, it's right after she won both belts at WrestleMania. And here in the background, you see Vince walking up behind her, and he gets in and he sneaks up behind her and he puts his face right on her shoulder, staring into the camera, and uh, he says something. I can't remember what he says. And uh, and Becky says, "Hey, Vinny, I'm the man now, right?" And, and he goes, "Yes, you are." And then he just gets in the lead, gets out and leaves. But he looks really like creepy, like the crypt keeper or something coming in over his shoulder. He looks very old, mm. very very old. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, you want to put the disarmor on this uh, this muscle down here? <laughs> How many so like? Do you think he's still banging people on the roster? Uh I would have to. Do you think uh, there's any not. woman on that roster that would bang Vince McMahon besides Stephanie? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's hope not. Yeah, let's hope not. But in theory, just hypothetically, <laughs> who would be the most likely, in your opinion, to fuck Vince? Well, in, in terms, if you look at. If you look at the success these people have had, uh, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> she she had ridiculous success with very little entering ability, and they just kept putting the belt on her. So, yeah. yeah, I'll go with Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that's how she got that money in the bank win? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, since we're up, but good, everyone should go watch that Becky Lynch talk. It's really good, really good. And, uh, and if you're on the network, just watch Edge and Christian because that show's awesome. Is someone else talking? Yeah, let's talk money. No, a fucking commercial popped up when I was trying to get the <laughs> results of what happened at Money in the Bank. Oh, oh, so you want to talk so, about Money in the Bank? I thought we were going to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what did you think of Money in the Bank? Before we get into anything, I th- I thought it was uh, very entertaining. I thought it was a good paper. I did too. Like I thought it was a very solid one. You know what I liked is they were doing backstage stuff again. You know, like they quit oh, doing that. Yeah. On pay per views, but yeah. they had a couple uh, little stuff, like Triple H backstage doing some things, and it was good. Now, the, now the ending can be yeah. debated whether that was the right thing to do or not. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Tell, tell the you know, kids when what happened. When it first happened, happened I was like, "Oh, come on, man, really?" <laughs> and then, you know, like afterwards, I was kind of like, "All right, it doesn't take away, I guess, because that men's Money in the Bank match was awesome." I thought the women's match was really fun uh, because like, you the, know, women's the women's match, match was awesome. 
like there weren't a lot of great workers in that match. It was like Bailey and who else? Naomi's pretty good. Um, but yeah, like Dana Brooke was in there and Mandy Rose and you had a, not a lot of great wrestlers. You're like, oh, this match is kind of going to suck. But they was really entertaining. They did some really impressive spots and stuff, you know. So yeah, there was some good shit in there. There was some, oh, there was some dangerous stuff going on. I was nervous about. I just don't like all the. You know, there's always that the possibility that ladder's going to bend and snap, yeah. and then a big shard of metal is just going to slide inside <laughs> of a fucking calf. I don't want to see that. Yeah, but uh, Bailey ended up winning, and uh, I know you love Bailey, so you had to be happy about that. I mean, I don't listen. I don't dislike Bailey. I just think she's bad at wrestling. She's not bad at wrestling, but she seems. She seems cool, and, like, I think, she, you know, I, I don't root against her, but it's like when she when her music hits, I'm always like, oh, man, I'm going to take a piss. Yeah. Does that make like sense? Like, I don't know. She's just, yeah, I don't love her. But uh, it's nice to see her win. And then, uh, of course, Becky, Becky Two Belts, had two matches on the card. The first match with Lacey Evans, uh, she won. She beat Lacey. It was a solid match. Good showing for Lacey. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it was a good match. And then, oh, she had to go right back to back. Charlotte came out right away, which was good. I liked yeah. that as well. And then, uh, so they had their match. And then uh, Lacey snuck out and gave her the woman's right. Bang, popped her in the face. And then uh, Charlotte got the win. So Charlotte is your SmackDown Women's Champion, a ninth time Women's Champion, nine times. Ridiculous. But before they could celebrate too much, her and Lacey start beating up Becky. So then Bailey comes down for the save, and she throws Charlotte into the turnbuckle and, like, knocks her loopy. And she's like, hey, I got this briefcase. I might as well cash it in. She cashed in the briefcase, dropped the big Macho Man elbow on Charlotte, and got the one, two, three. Yeah. No, I, I saw uh, Corey Graves bitching about. Charlotte never got to her feet. This match shouldn't count. That is true. Yeah, they yeah. they did that all the time in the past. They would say, "Well, you got to wait till they get up to their feet." But yeah, this time they didn't. So, so what do you think? Like, um, is the is the officiating intentionally bad? Like, because there was another. I yeah, can't that was what that match it was the, where there was another not shoulder on the mat. That seemed to be the storyline for the whole pay-per-view. That because uh, even in the Lacey Evans Becky Lynch match, Lacey kind of had Becky on the mat, but the ref wasn't kind of doing a count. And then Becky reversed her into the disarmor and tapped her out. And then Samoa Joe and um, Rey Mysterio. Samoa Joe's shoulder was nowhere oh, near that. the mat, and they still counted three. No. Yeah. And then uh, there's one now, other one too. Now is that intentional? Do you believe? I, I, it had to be a theme, right? Because there was like three or four really bad calls throughout the match, like throughout the night. Like, but why um, though? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Well, I'm guessing in the you know in the uh, Bailey Charlotte thing, you think, oh well, they'll have to do a rematch. I mean, they in the past there have been times where they don't let the person get up to their feet, but I, there's also been times where they say, oh, you got to wait. So I, I don't know. Um, but, well, I'm guessing they wanted the uh, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio angle to continue. And, oh, Joe busted his nose. How about that, huh? Uh, 
Yeah, when did that like, happen? I couldn't figure out where it happened. I, I guess Mysterio hit him with like a uh, swanton bomb and like hit him in the face, like landed on his face. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but Joe, like he was, he, his nose was busted, his eyes were fucked up, and blood just streaming out. They had that one shot of him, his reaction shot. Uh, I, I think it may have been after he lost, but he's like staring, looking all confused and angry, and blood just starts trickling out of his nose. It's a pretty spectacular gif. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, Even yeah, that match so, was all right. Uh, yeah, it was quick because they made it short once he busted his nose. They shortened it. And, and then uh, his son, Dominic, mysterious son, comes out. And uh, what, what a puss that kid is, right? Joe's just beating the hell out of his dad, and, and Dominic just stands out there. What the hell? Well, how old is that kid? Is he 18? Is he in his 20s? I get He's like three times the size of Ray. <laughs> so I don't know well, huge. you're three times the size of Ray. <laughs> but I'm saying I fucked that hey. dude up in here, man. Hey, Larry, in uh, Champions today, I got 120 shards of Rey Mysterio. So, uh, Oh, there you go. One-tenth of the way to getting Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that's all. I got 120 as well. Not today, but I'm one-tenth. I, I got another bow tie. Well. Get... I, I, got like six, I got like six bow ties in one day. Pretty good. Holy hell. Hey, did you see they're having that, that deal in the store? No, I didn't. Or, uh... Yeah, there's like a deal in the store for like a hundred bucks. Oh um, my god! You get, uh, you know those, you know those uh, headliner chips. You get a hundred and fifty thousand of those, and you get okay. two million coins, okay. and then you get one each of all the four star tokens. You, you like know, like a deal? bandana and a bow tie. Yeah, you get yeah. one each of those, and then you get one each of a hundred training points. Huh? I, I guess in scopely terms, that's a good deal. But yeah, in their yes, in in their world. Yeah, in the world, it's still awful to give a hundred dollars for imaginary things. But um, get, like if you get those fifteen or one hundred fifty thousand headliner chips, that's a lot of Heenan jackets. You know? It really is. Yeah, don't forget about British Bar- Barbara the Beefcake Shields or Shears or whatever they are. Shit ton of eating jackets. Um, all right, but getting back to Money in the Bank, uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, oh, oh, AJ Styles and uh, Seth. That was a really that good match. That was a great match. Yeah. Dude, I love when uh, there, there's a spot in there where AJ uh, reverses the curb stomp into a um, – Styles Clash. Styles that was Clash. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was so That good. was crazy. Very good. Yeah. And uh Seth Rollins retained. Um what else went on? Yeah. In that, in that match? Or in the whole pay per view. Uh, what other matches are we talking about? Oh, well we had uh Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kofi won. That was, that was a, a good solid surprise. match. Yeah, I, was a, I thought maybe they would put put the belt on Owens, but it looks well. We'll we'll talk about Kofi here in a bit, but um. Oh, one one other thing uh, about uh, Bailey, because uh, did you? I, I guess you didn't, but WWE they're still doing those watch-alongs with uh, Pat McAfee hosting them. You know? Oh, I did see one. I was gonna watch it, and then I was like, I don't care. Well, the Iconics are always on, so it's always good to tune in and watch the Iconics. Liv Morgan was on there all the time. 
Um, but uh, so um, when I watched the watch along later that night, I put it on when I was working. And they brought up a very interesting point in that Bailey, when she, when Bailey came down to save Becky, what what would uh how would you have felt if if when Bailey cashed in, she didn't cash in on Charlotte, she cashed in on Becky, because Becky was just yeah. beat to hell, you know she was completely like that would have been interesting. But I mean Bailey's a you know she's a good face, but that would have been quite the heel turn, right? Could to have Charlotte beat up and have yeah, that would have been awesome. I know to pin Becky, that would have been something. I didn't even consider it, you know. Wow. Huh. Because then she would have been Becky Nobel, and they could have started calling her that to mock her and shit. <laughs> That's true. That's right, Becky Nobel. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been good, but I don't know. Either way, you, you knew they were going to cash in. Uh, you know, when, when Bailey won, like I knew right away she was going to cash in that night. I even told Nick. Well, she'll probably be back out here real soon. That's two years in a row now they've done that. Because I remember Bliss cashed in last year on uh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax? Yep. Yeah. Huh. And, and while we're on the ladies wrestling, and I mentioned Liv Morgan, her, her fellow Riot Squad buddy, uh, Ruby Riot. Two shoulder surgeries, Larry. Yeesh. Yeah. Yep. I guess remember Sami Zayn had to go through that. So that's why we haven't. Been, people have been wondering, where's Ruby? How come Ruby isn't in the Money in the Bank? Well, that's why she's two bad shoulders. I forgot about Ruby. Yeah. So the Raw um, Women's Division's pretty hurt because Ruby's out, Nia's out. Um, it's basically Becky and Lacey. They're going to be feuding for that forever, and it looks like Alexa Bliss is having issues again, uh, concussion issues. So. Uh, yeah, because be uh, on uh, you know on Raw the next night, yeah. they had a three woman tag match, and like yeah. Becky had a good yeah, line. Where, oh, yeah. yeah, Alexa Bliss said something about I'm not even clear to wrestle or whatever, and she's like, you just, you just stand there and look pretty. The man will take care of the rest. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. But, but Alexa <clears throat> came down to the ring with her coffee, and she just stood outside with her coffee the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Funny, huh? Um, you think she's a bee in real life? No, she seems like really nice, like ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then she got that pet pig, Larry. Uh, Larry Steve. Larry Steve. Oh, Larry Steve. Okay. Yeah, Larry Steve. You tell him, Larry Steve. Um, <laughs> what else at Money in the Bank? Uh, oh, Miz and Shane how about McMahon. Shane McMahon. Versus yeah. the Miz. Yeah, it was a steel cage match. It was fine. It was fine for what it was. It was okay. You know, <laughs> Shane McMahon putting his foot on the rope on a steel cage match? That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the other one. That's the other referee screw-up. There's like four of them in a row. Yeah. Uh, but here's the fuck? thing. I, I like Shane McMahon, you know. Um, but he wins too much, Shane. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, yeah, I hear you. The most talented roster in WWE history right now. It is so stacked with talent. And we're wasting at least one match on a pay-per-view, every pay-per-view with Shane McMahon, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah. You know, you're gray and stuff, dude. Yeah. So, 
that's all I'm saying. He's like, he's old. Like, he's an older dude. Like, I don't, you know, everybody applauds when he, you know, he does that move where he jumps across the ring and, yeah. you know, kicks that guy in the corner. Like, I get it. It's a cool move and stuff. But I think people are just more applauding the fact that, hey, he made it. Because yeah, you're old, man. Like, we can't believe it. Athletic. He's very He athletic. is. I, I got nothing against yeah. Shane, but maybe Shane on a Triple H kind of schedule. Once or twice a year, Shane comes around yeah. and has a match, and that's Agreed. Good. Agreed. Yeah. Especially now with this stupid wild card rule and Shane, like, there's not enough time to go around, you know? We don't need Shane yeah. McMahon on every show. So. That wild card rule should be changed to, hey, this is how we get Roman Reigns on both shows every week. Rule. <laughs> well, it's really also back God damn, back man. I know one thing, like, they're real close to turning on Roman again. Like, everybody felt good for him for a while, but I, I, I start to hear it now when the music hits where they're kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to root against them, but come on. And about still uh, two months now, he's like, fuck you, Roman, you fucking suck. I wish leukemia would have won. That's the kind of shit he's still- you'll be hearing in like eight weeks. He's still ending the shows, you know. Kofi's your champ, yet it's still Roman Reigns at the main event at the end of the show, you know. Yeah. So that's a problem. Um, so right, what about that, Kofi? Bring it, well, let's get to the main event here, the Money in the Bank. Um, that was a let's see if there's match. any other matches. It was an awesome match. Yeah. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just running through everything to see if there was anything else. For it. Yeah, the fucking cruiserweights. Who gives a fuck? You know, watch that. Uh, uh, Tony Nese and Devari, right? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Something, something like that. Uh, Roman Reigns. Elias. Uh-huh. Why? Like, why do you even have that match? Lars yeah, Sullivan busting his head open. The Iconics can't go against uh, Oscar and Kyrie on a pay-per-view, but we got to have Roman and Elias and Tony Nese and Davari and uh, Shane. Yes, Shane and the Miz again. Yeah, I so I, I think we covered pretty much all the matches except for the main event. Now. All right, so, so the main event, the men's ladders match, uh, loaded with talent. Like yeah. Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Andrade. Ali, Finn Balor. Um, who else was in there? On, did you say Andrade, Randy Orton? Uh, yeah, I forgot Randy Orton. I said Andrade, but yeah, Randy Orton was in there. Um, yep, that's everybody. Oh, Baron Corbin. Okay. Oh, yeah, and Baron Corbin. But just the I really lineup. thought he was going to win this. I thought that it would be yeah, perfect he, for Baron Corbin to win this. Well, he wanted. He just wanted what two years ago or last year? Or, remember, he won Money in the Bank and yeah. he he failed to cash in. Cena beat him or screwed him. Yeah, up or, like I I I felt like they should have did that again. Yeah, he tried to cash in on gender, but Cena interfered or something and caused him. So, so yeah, a lot of people were scared that um, Corbin was going to win, and they're like, that's the only way this could go bad is if Corbin wins, because no matter who else wins, it was going to be good. Just as long as Corbin didn't win, that's all anyone cared about. So that's uh, who I wanted to win, though. <laughs> which is weird because you used to hate Baron Corbin, and now you want Corbin. 
but the general populist, everyone else in the world, no one else wanted Corbin to win. So uh, the match was really good, and holy hell did Finn Balor. I think Finn might be dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. He took he took a sunset flip off yeah. the top of a ladder onto another ladder, and when he hit the ladder, he bounced straight up in the air and like came down on yeah. it again. And oh, it looked bad, but it looked awesome at the I same was, time. Was that Andrade? That uh, I think he was him and Andrade. Yeah, it was Andrade. Yeah, Andrade is so good, dude. He is so good. Um, Does he remind you of like a leaner Rusev? Ah, uh, he's. Yeah, he's like thick, man. He's like you don't think he's that big of a dude until you see him around normal humans. And you're like, oh my god, I'm trying. Yeah, to yeah, he's a big dude. But it looks like if you just took if you took Rusev and you just stretched him like twenty percent, <laughs> it would be Andrade. Yeah, like on uh, WWE 2K19 where you can like shrink the bodies and make them bigger when you're adjusting the character. Like, yeah, I guess you can shrink them down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Finn Balor takes that bump off the ladder, which is I thought he was dead, and then uh, someone, what's the other? Someone choke slams him onto a ladder. Uh, like the ladder's up um, on its edge, standing on its side, and I think Drew McIntyre maybe like um, rock bottomed him onto a ladder or something. And, oh my god! Yeah, there was Bloody. something. And then. Uh, and then there's one where he was on the ladder, right? And someone, like, suplexed somebody on top of him on the ladder. I don't know. He took three hellacious bumps in that match. Yeah. Where he thought he was dead. So uh, we get to the yeah, end of the McIntyre. match. McIntyre. Oh, good. Well, well, I was going to say we get to the But McIntyre was the guy that threw him onto the ladder? Is that what you're Yeah, it says McIntyre suplexed Balor and then threw Andrade on top of him. Yeah. All right, so then uh, we yeah, get to Finn the end of the match. back it was, uh, it was pretty red. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, he's not the youngest of fellows either. He's like 36, 37 by now, right? So, uh, yeah. so but, here's uh, the other question. Yeah. Are those ladders doctored in any way, or do you think that's the no. same thing you just walk into Home Depot and buy? Yep. yep. Oof. <laughs> Because there's no, like, that's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're like fake ladders. No, they're just the same real ladders. <laughs> you buy them. Oh, my door. God. <laughs> like, if, even I mean, if you're probably carrying one of those step ladders to, like, clean your gutters and you bang it off your shin, it's like you, like, clutch your leg and fall into the grass. Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure they're, getting like, slammed they're not, like, on super one. sturdy ladders. They're, like, the cheaper version, but they're still real yeah, ladders. Yeah, still. Like, high store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's some bullshit. Um, so at the end, it looks like Ali is going to win. Ali, uh, everyone, the the purest baby face there is, Ali. Everyone likes Ali. He's, he's a great wrestler. Oh, he did that Spanish fly spot with Andrade off the ladder. That was impressive. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know a lot about Ali. He's really good in the ring, and uh, he's a former police officer and. Uh, he's just a really pure baby face. Like, there's not many of them left, but he is. So, looks like oh, Ali, Ali's going to win. They shortened his name from Mustafa Ali to just Ali. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, like Andrade. Here's the he's problem now, Mike Bell. Andrade almost, yes. 
Yeah, I realized I didn't know he was a former police officer. But the problem is, is like if he only got ladder training there, because once again, if he was just able <laughs> to climb a ladder and unclip a carabiner, he would have been the fucking money in the bank winner. But nah, he couldn't figure well, that out. Just like they could never figure well, the worst it out. Is, uh, Drew McIntyre earlier in the match, he did the old classic. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre is an enormous human being, so he could grab that briefcase real easy if he wanted to. But of course, he goes up yeah. like one step, reaches for it, realizes he can't get it, pulls his arm down, goes up one more step, reaches for it, <laughs> realizes he can't get it. You know what I mean? It's like, why do they do climb? that? <laughs> I know. Just climb the ladder, grab the fucking briefcase. <laughs> I, I just so I in fairness, it. it's so in dumb. fairness, climbing a ladder in the ring is much trickier than climbing a ladder on the ground because the ring is unstable. You know, it shifts and moves and everything. So I guess I understand that, but climb, it's but... still just walking up. I realize yeah, maybe so you don't but... want to do it as fast, but the whole the whole like mechanics of it are exactly the same, basically. But uh, getting back to Ali, at the end there, he's. He's right there. He's hanging there on the briefcase. And mm-hmm. all he's got to do is reach up and take that little clip off. And, you know, he's right there. And then the music hits, Larry. And whose music hits? Yep. Who is it, Larry? Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. The Rainy. The Fangang. <laughs> and Brock comes running down Brock and he just shoves the cameraman out of the way. <laughs> like, knocks a ladder. And then the he kind of laughed about it. <laughs> Because he's Brock Lesnar. Like, it almost looked like he hit the cameraman, and as he was jumping in the ring, he, he kind of looked like he had that <laughs> kind of look on his face. I just did that. So Ali is just sitting there like, oh, shit, here comes Brock Lesnar. And, and he's getting ready to – Lesnar just topples over the ladder, I guess. But but meanwhile, Ali had a good 10 seconds to get that briefcase. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get your ass beat either way. You might as well get the briefcase off the hook and become you know, money in the bank. You know what the other thing was terrible about it is when Lesnar's music hits, Ali doesn't like, oh, shit, I better hurry up. He just yeah. stares up the, up the ramp. Yeah. Like, get the fucking like, thing oh, off, you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess in fairness, if you see Brock Lesnar running at you, I guess he was kind of blank, you know, too. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like deer in the headlights. Yeah. So, yeah, Brock then climbs the ladder, and he's your Money in the Bank briefcase winner. So how do you feel about this, Larry? Like, at the moment, how did you feel? At the very, at the time he won, I was eh. And I'm still kind of eh about it because Brock doesn't need the Money in the Bank because Brock's yeah. always going to be in the title match. And Brock's usually going to win the title match because if Brock isn't your champion, then Brock being in the WWE doesn't make any sense, anyways. Then what's the point of having him there? Yeah, so that, that was the same it. complaint. That was the same complaint when Braun Strowman. Yeah, Corbin had it two years ago. Braun Strowman had it last year, remember? And it's like, well, he doesn't need it. He he's always going to get a match whenever he wants it. You know, he's always in the title picture anyway. The briefcase works yeah. best when it's someone who's outside the title picture but deserves to be yes. in the title picture. Um, so yes. it, it, uh, they just gave it to Braun so they could say monster in the bank. Now they can say beast in the bank. Yeah. yeah. Bailey in the bank. That's their little catchphrase. It's, it, yeah. It's all about like, hey, what's going to sell T-shirts, not, hey, what's going to make better TV? 
Because now you yeah, know there's going to uh, be a beast in, or a beast in the bank T-shirt, like a boombox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but uh, but of course Brock. Well, hold on, hold on. Brock. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, everyone was sick of Brock having the Universal title not being on the show, so they finally get off him with Seth. So people are like, oh, all right, Brock, go away now, because Brock was going to go fight in the UFC. But then the UFC and him had the contract squabble, because uh, the UFC is trying to lowball their fighters now, so they have the ESPN deal. So Brock's like, nope, not doing that. So uh, he comes back to WWE. I love Brock. I think Brock is tremendous. Like, he's one of the very best wrestlers in the business. Uh, when he wants to be, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, usually he wants to be like in big matches, and so I think he's awesome. I love Brock, but I can understand how people would be like when he came out. I was excited to see him because I thought it was a big moment, you know. But I can understand how people would be upset with him being Money in the Bank because, like you said, he doesn't need it. Um, and no, it doesn't hold it all. all these, uh, think if you put that briefcase on Drew McIntyre, and and I guess that was the original plan to have Drew win it. Or even Ali or, you know, Ricochet or Andrade would be great. Andrade with the briefcase would be great. Him and Zelina Vega, you know. Um, oh, yeah. She's smoking hot. So uh, I can understand people being upset with Brock having it. But then, Larry, on Raw, he comes out on Raw with uh, holding the briefcase like a boombox. <laughs> it was tremendous. And and doing some real white guy dance moves, like white guy b-boying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's pointing to the boombox. He's bobbing his but head. But he sold it, it man. Amazing. Like he, like he, uh, like he just like, all right, fuck it, I'm, I'm going for it. Then I'm just going to be a. That's what I mean. He's, about one of, he's one of the best in the business when he wants to be. Oh, I love, and, I uh, love Brock Lesnar too, and I also could see why people are tired of him. But you know what I would have liked to see him better is maybe after Lars Sullivan is beating up the Lucha House Party, then maybe let's use Brock Lesnar against Lars Sullivan for a while. And keep him out of the title picture, but still keep him on the fucking show. And, like, you know, after he's beaten up the Lucha House Party, oh, boom, here comes Lesnar's music. And he doesn't run to the ring. He walks to the ring. And, like, just have a stare down or something. Yeah. That would have been better. Yeah, I, I, I said that months ago that the match to make was Brock versus Lars Sullivan before he was ever in WWE. Like, when he was still down in NXT, like, just call, that's a match to make because that's believable, you know. L- Lars isn't the best yeah. in the ring, but... You put those two guys in the ring together, it's like, holy shit. That'll be something <laughs> to see. Um, hey, uh, yeah, uh, the Edward is the great here, th- by the way. Okay, hold on, Ed, one second. But the great thing about uh, Brock and those, uh, the boombox, you see all those like different little memes going around, like people put background music behind it, like so it looks like the music's playing out of the briefcase, like uh, there's one for like Brass Monkey, the Beastie Boys, Brock. And no, Brass I Monkey. haven't seen any of those. There's a ton of them. It's, it's very funny. But, yeah, so Brock with the briefcase. But real quick about Kofi, I think they're going to have Brock cash in on Kofi, right, at some point. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. Because everyone thinks match, he's going to go after it's... Seth to get revenge on Seth, but I think he's just going to cash in on Kofi. And plus you want Brock on SmackDown when the you know the Fox deal kicks in. So, But he doesn't wrestle on TV, though. But I think he will be wrestling more with Fox. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much they're going to pay him for that. God damn. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's bring on Edward. Maybe Edward saw money in the bank. Right. I'm sure he didn't. Ed! Yeah, I did see money in the bank, dummy. Hey! Oh, you did? Money the... How you doing, Ed? 
I got free I got free pay per view and I got some I got some inside info on AEW tomorrow, you dummy. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, AEW's in uh, Vegas. I went to Starcast today too. Oh really? Did you see Reaper Bates? I got the four day pass for one hundred and seventy nine dollars and seen all kind of dummies. I got a new wow. friend. Okay. Kid named Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Omega. Yeah. 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 Arguably the best wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega. Now let me tell you something though. Before we get to Money in the Bank, tomorrow at A E whatever, what's it called? Yeah. A W E. Double or nothing. There will be an appearance by somebody named Dana White. Like Dana White is coming down to the ring to confront That's the weird. kid that owns AEW or whatever it's called. That's weird. And saying, why are you Cody guys? Rhodes. This is UFC territory, Vegas. It's Vegas territory. You guys get your shit and get the fuck out. And then All like right. four guys are going to come in and beat up Dana. <laughs> well, true. I'll is this for I real? Right. Yeah, it's true. All right. We'll see. Yeah. I was told firsthand by that one. Huh. Nope. Seems odd because you know w, like Dana White and WWE usually have a pretty good relationship, but maybe they're he's pissed at Brock going back to WWE. So not no more. Yeah. Maybe so. So you maybe met Kenny Omega happened. today? Met him last night. Actually, we was drinking. <laughs> really? How's his hair? His hair looks terrible. He's an ugly kid. Yeah, he's real ugly. He's not as good looking as me. Did you see Leva Bates right today, Ed? Who? Leva Bates. She's a lady wrestler, blue hair. I don't remember. I mean, I've seen a whole bunch of them kids walking around. whole bunch of characters is out here. This has Caesar's Palace and a Tuscany. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair didn't make it. Yeah, he had heart surgery. Supposedly. So, uh, what what did you see at Starcast? Because <laughs> they had a bunch of like little panels and uh, different presentations. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. Stuff. I just walked around, looked at all this stuff. I don't even know half of them goddamn kids. Yeah. I met some old yeah, guy, Shane Douglas. Uh, uh, franchise. He's yeah, Shane Douglas is my. Now, Shane Douglas, give me his phone number. <laughs> Does he, does he, he like live in Vegas now? No, he lives in North Carolina. Hmm. But you know, he you wants to do some lives? business with me. Huh? No, the doctor lives in Arizona. Uh-huh. I got a kid in South Carolina or North Carolina. Supposedly. Well, what kind of business does he want to do? T shirts. Yep. I'm getting about 18 former pro wrestlers now. Nice. Yeah. Who? See? That Let's dummy. That dummy, what's his name? Should have stayed with me. Virgil? No. You uh, know the friend, Corey. man, that makes the goddamn t-shirts, man. Back, yeah, backstage press, man. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't believe in you, the Ed. Why not? 
I don't know. Why would somebody not believe in me? I believed in you. Have like, I ever told stories that weren't true? Yeah, I would imagine. When? I don't know. I'm sure oh, it happened hey. quite a bit. Guess who I had dinner with last week? He came in town to see me because he, he's out of jail, but he lives in California now. Pastor Reeves? OJ. Yes, Pastor Reeves. <laughs> yeah. I'm and he guess, even uh, paid for dinner. Doing? He's doing really good, man. We went to this Italian restaurant. Did you pick up the tab? No, he did. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. He's got out of jail yeah. money. I guess so. I guess he's got a new church in Riverside, California. Doing good. Is he still doing the same thing? Like the more money you give him, like the better seat you get and stuff. Is he still doing that kind of nonsense? I'm sure he is. I mean, that's a that's a great that's a great concept. That that's a great model for all yeah, churches I mean, in the world how, of America. I mean, that's how Pearl Jam and everybody does it. The closer you sit, the more expensive it is. Now, also. I am. I, I, I've worked on a deal because you know I'm kind of religious myself. I've worked on a deal so far, huh? Is that what you just said? Yeah, you're kind of religious. Yeah, hell yeah, I believe in God. Well, you yeah, believe in God. Don't start, I don't think you're. I don't. I don't see you being religious. Yeah, why don't you start making T-shirts for like biblical characters? Well, listen, yeah. you're very, Ooh, very yeah. close to what I've brokered a deal on. I have a deal with 17 different churches around Las Vegas, Arizona, and a couple other cities. Now, what I do is I print biblical uh, slogans on the T-shirts, but I do it with a twist. Okay. I let the pastor pick out whatever is going to be on the shirt. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a preacher shirt of the month club. Preacher shirt of the month club. Yeah, but I so kind of like preacher. you know how you have your boxing shirts where like uh, like Tommy Hearns and you have like boxing gloves <clears throat> hanging behind them and stuff. Yeah. Why don't you do like uh, a Jesus shirt with like sandals hanging or something? You know. Really oh, there you oh, go. I never thought about that. Or I never like thought the, about that, man. The priest shirts could have like a little like a pair of little boys underpants hanging. How <laughs> about a pair of boys balls hanging? There, yeah, yes, yeah, that's even better. Yeah. Well, that might be that might be another thing. But these these people, these churches, see, I, I make the shirts for like four dollars. I sell them to the churches for uh, what you call it? What is it? Nineteen ninety nine that they sell it oh. for, oh, yeah. and then me and the church split the profits. Oh, okay. Huh. I so thought you were selling it to church for twenty. Huh? So you're making $8 a shirt. No. $15 divided by 2 is 750 a shirt. All right, well. But then you Let's have to see, subtract the $4 the thing for the shirt, so then you're only no, making no, 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 I, no, I, no, I don't. No, listen, I get my $4 back from the shirt, okay? Then we split the profits. I said split oh, profits. But, so but if it's twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Yeah, eight dollars plus four dollars. Yeah, twelve dollars. I get eight dollars back on each shirt. They they yeah, order fifty shirts 
of each design. Each 17 churches did. So That's like, a, that's like 11 shirts. That, that's 50 fucking shirts for each goddamn church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 50 times 8 is 400 400 times yep. 17 is $6,800 right, Nice Now if I could get 10,000 churches to do this T-shirts? If you could get 62,000 churches to do that, think how much money that would be. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, so far, I've contacted 26 churches, and 17 have said yes. Oh, that's pretty good. So I'm 17 and 9. That's better than your gambling record. That's pretty good. Oh, shit, Jeopardy's on. i got to see if this fucking guy wins again. <laughs> Hey, hey, Ed, uh, real quick, let's stay on uh, AEW for a second, because, uh, Larry, you're yeah. going to be watching AEW Double or Nothing tomorrow, right? You're, you're on buddy land. Me too. I, can't, I mean, I can't guarantee I'll stay up for it, but we'll try. <laughs> what do you mean? What time does it start? I don't even know. What time does it start? I start about I'm 4 guessing o'clock o'clock my day. It's probably 8 o'clock, right? <laughs> Four or five. Why the end bought the fucking four day hundred and seventy nine dollar pass? You think you know what time the fucking show started? <laughs> Doesn't say on that ticket. So what are you gonna do tomorrow? Just get up and go at like eight in the morning just to be sure? No, no, I'll find out. I'll find out. It's on. on my, I'll look on my fire stick and see what time it's gonna be bootlegged. Well, I'll just look on the internet. Uh, I could do that too. It, it's at seven o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, so uh, three okay. o'clock so my time, four o'clock my time. Yeah, so yeah, the main event yeah. they only got it's a three and a half hour show. Oh, I won't make You'll it. You'll be up. It's not gonna be like WrestleMania nine nine hundred hours. Yeah. They're talking about next the year card. doing a twelve hour WrestleMania. Noon well, to they, midnight. They almost did this year. Yeah. Noon to midnight. Yeah. Oh, this, well, kid's already, this kid's already kicking their ass 3,800 to nothing on both of the dummies. Well, well, the main event this year at WrestleMania, Becky, uh, Charlotte, and Ronda, they, they didn't get in the ring until after midnight. So. Yeah, no. You yeah, know, I, I heard the it. Uber rides were $300 to leave Giant Stadium. Huh. Yeah. Yep, because it was. A lot of people needing them yeah, rides, but, man. Yeah, Larry, remember our buddy Well, Lance, the trains got shut down. Yeah. The train, oh, yeah, uh, the trains all shut down everything. They should have stayed open later. They got some business. Why is New York is, not a 24-hour city like Las Vegas? Well, here's a Wouldn't question. Wouldn't you think that New York City would be 24 hours? You would think. I mean, how stupid! I mean, they're losing money over there. So I'm looking at the card here, Mike Dell, for this AEW thing. Yeah, let's go yeah. through the card because I don't even know what the card is. It started the. And I'll tell you if I've right met now. any of these kids because I might have met yeah. some of them. I just don't know them. <laughs> I don't, there's, 
There's a casino battle royal, but it doesn't say right here. Oh, yeah, that's going to be like, I think that's like 20 kids or something. And uh, don't don't be surprised if uh, Dean Ambrose shows up for that. Yeah, he's coming yeah, in at the a, end. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, I already know that. I already talked to him about that. Uh-huh. Okay, so then the His next match John is Moxley, Sammy. Man. His name is John yeah. Moxley. Yep. Yes, John Moxley. That? You met him. Where's Tuffy at, God damn it. He's in Michigan. He's in Michigan. Uh, getting a hernia operation? Yes. Yes. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Parentheses, the buy-in. Never heard I of have him no guy. idea. That's all pops and buzzes. Right. I have no idea what any of that meant. <laughs> I think Greg the Hammer and Valentine and Hockey Top Man are fighting somebody. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. I'm sure they're fighting high cholesterol. Um, <laughs> That's a tag team. High cholesterol is a new tag team. <laughs> We got a- Asia Kong, Yuka Sakazaka, Emi Sakura. I'm sure you know all. Are you masturbating right now, Mike? Haraki, <laughs> Shida, Riho, and Raiho Mizunami. Yeah, another Japanese lady. All right, Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. I, I've heard I really of like Baker. Kylie Ray. I really like Kylie. I don't know who that one is. Uh, best friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Best friends is uh, Chucky Taylor and Trent Beretta, right? I, I don't know. It doesn't say. And I don't know who those people are. Um, right. Next match SoCal Uncensored versus Hashtag Stronghearts. Huh. And how much money are they yeah. charging for this? <laughs> Fifty. Uh, then I we got Cody you. versus Dustin. Yeah. Then Cody we got the Triple A World Tag Team Championship: the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Yikes. And then finally, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Winner earns future world title shot. So here we go. Your premier, league, your premier night for this brand new wrestling league you're kicking off, and you're not even going to crown a champion the first night and like set a like you know set a storyline in motion. That's a little weird. I got to tell you, that card is pretty shit. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. Well, I'm rooting well, for uh, hashtag, hashtag Stronghearts. Pac was supposed to be on there, you know, uh, Neville versus uh, Hangman Page, but they had to cancel that for creative differences. Mm. I, if Pac was still on the card, I'd probably be, I'd be a lot more interested in watching it because he's awesome. But, uh, he's the Dragon's Gate champion, and apparently they didn't want him. He was supposed to beat Page and then lose to Omega, and I guess they didn't want him losing to Omega since he's their champion, so they said he can't do it. So. Hmm. Yeah, because continuity really matters these days in, in the world of professional wrestling. It should matter. It doesn't in WWE. It should, but it doesn't. It should matter. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Did we lose the Ed? No, we lost the Ed. Yeah, he must have hung up. He's mad. I, I got to tell you, that, that card does not sound too impressive. I don't know. 
See, I, I, I don't know. Like, these could all be some of the greatest wrestlers in the world, but I've only heard of a couple of them. But I don't know. I haven't seen Lance in a long I, time, so. The women's matches will be good, and Omega and Jericho will be good. Um, so Have they they've fought, though, <laughs> already? Yes, and Omega beat them. But, uh, this is, you know, this is, oh, this is uh, Chris Jericho. Hey, I'm kind of the undertaker, but a little fatter. <laughs> well, I guess he's been training a lot. He looks in better shape. Uh, so I mm. saw him training a little bit. He's going to unveil a, a new move, Larry. Uh, the uh, the Judas curse or the Judas something. I don't know. It's a spinning elbow. And he, they were showing him training it, and he, it looked awful. <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's just <laughs> doing it. <laughs> it looked awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Is Jericho like on a long term deal with these guys or is this just like a one time yeah. shot and he's still free no, agency he's, type of guy? No, he's he's lo- he's locked in for two or three years I think. Right. Oh, all right. That's all right. They're still doing that lion salt. Still oh yeah, still just as much bounce as ever there, Chris Jericho at fifty. Yeah, he was looking horrible for a while, but uh, like I said, he looks like he's been training, so I don't know. We'll see what he looks like tomorrow. What do you you keep saying you're going to watch it and stuff? You make it, are you coming over, or are you you going to steal it off the internet? Oh, I'm not watching it. <laughs> no, I, oh. I I just you know I'll see pictures of them. That's all I'll say. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. I hope they're successful though, because if they're successful, it puts more pressure on WWE to actually give a damn. So I hope they're. That's uh, true. Uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about, Larry, about WWE that the, the, the new twenty four seven title. Wow. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I, I I don't I didn't watch Raw. I watched uh, the women's match on Raw, and I hung around because they announced the WWE twenty four seven. So I'm like, all right, I'll see what this is about. Because they're going to unveil a new belt. No one knew what it was, and Mick Foley comes out, and people were hoping it was going to be a hardcore belt since he was you know synonymous with hardcore wrestling. Uh, but in a way, it's like the it's like the PG version of the hardcore belt because the hardcore belt was also contested 24/7. You could had to defend it all over the place, you know. So this is a 24/7 yeah. belt. Um, now, Larry, what do you think of that belt design? I see. I don't mind it. It reminds me of like an old diner, like a 1930s clock on a street corner in New York City or something. It's a green leather belt. With a big circle in the middle, and really just the numbers twenty four slash seven on the front. Yeah, it looks terrible. It looks like a joke belt, but in, I guess it's fine though because it's not supposed to be a real serious belt. But but Mick Foley comes out and he cuts this real serious promo like, oh, this is what it means to be a champion, to defend it, and he holds up this belt. It looks like a toy, so it looks really stupid. Uh, Foley was dying in the ring though, right? Like that was the, the crowd when they saw that belt. They were just like, hey, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, oh yeah, it took the wind out of the crowd. But the thing is, too, Mike, you know, everybody's so goddamn fucking negative about everything, anyways. Like they, they <laughs> could have brought you. out the greatest belt in the world, and everybody would have fucking hated it anyway. They would have booed it. And I think but, it you probably would have been better like, if, they play, if they played up the fact that it's a silly title being contended by just a bunch of jobbers. It gives them something to do. <laughs> and I think if they were just more honest about it. But instead of trying to make it seem yeah. like, oh, it's this big prestigious title, and then it, it's a piece of shit. Um, but the 
the thing, like you said, though, Foley comes out and makes this big impassioned speech about, you know, the importance of, you know, this belt and all that shit. And then it's like, I'm just going to leave it in the ring and pretty much whoever grabs it first can have it. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's so important. You're just going to throw it on the <laughs> ground and whoever picks it up first is your champion. <laughs> but I, I thought it was fun, though. Like, I, I like it. Like, you know, them chasing around everybody. Yeah, um, like it is yeah, what it is. Like, for... don't. It's just, it's just for fun, you know. It's just a, it, it, they got three hours of programming to kill. This is one way to kill someone. Yeah. It's just fun, you know. Like just lighten up and enjoy it. It's fun as long as they make it fun. It's fun. Who cares? Uh, like the the first yeah. guy who won it was Titus O'Neil, and then when he's walking back to the the top of the ramp, he, uh, Robert Roode attacks him from behind, and he gets the belt. And then our uh, truth, uh, people are start starting to chase him around. Uh, so our truth helps him out in the back, like, hey, here, get and hide in the car for a second, and he hides him. Robert Root thinks they're buddies, and then uh, our truth has a ref ready, and he beats him. So now our truth is your champion, and our truth is the perfect 24/7 champion. Like that belt is ideal. Yeah. He's so goofy. He's always going to be doing crazy shit. Uh, so yeah, I think it works. No complaints. Yeah, it's great. And the thing that was funny on on Raw was. Every segment that they, they showed this belt, like they always showed the champ running, and then the, the pack would follow, and then right at the back of the pack was Drake Maverick, like kind of just limping yeah. and like, you know, shuffling his feet. And it was just kind of funny. And then the next night on Raw, or on SmackDown rather, you know, they got Truth in the back. He's got this blonde wig on. He's trying, you know, he's got like a halter top on and stuff. He's trying to be a woman. And and Carmella's trying to hide him and shit. And then oh, here comes all the here comes all those guys. They found him again. And you know, Truth takes off running, and there they go after him. And then oh, in the back of the pack, here comes Drake Maverick again, like lagging behind another eight seconds. And I, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, of course, uh, Truth he he dresses up like a lady so no one recognizes him. But he comes out to the ring with Carmella wearing the twenty four seven belt. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is awesome, man. I love that guy. Yeah. He's so goddamn funny. Yeah, he's so good. Um, so, you know, you know, it'll be like, you know, the old days where, you know, somebody's going to be at the airport getting their bag, and then all of a sudden yeah. they get whacked with a chair or something, and there just happens to be a well, rough. Because that, seg- eventually, that segment was... Uh, well, well, go ahead, yeah, talk about what that segment. That segment was where he's helping Robert Root out, hiding him in the car and stuff. Yeah. That, that worked out pretty perfectly because when, when he lets him out of the trunk, oh, R-Truth just happens to have a referee stashed in the passenger seat. Like, you know, there's just like, I don't know, it's, it's just fun. Well, R-Truth is planning ahead. He planned ahead for it. But yeah. I, it worked out They're perfectly. doing stuff a lot. Like, you know Kathy Kelly? Yeah, I love Kathy yeah. Kelly. The, uh, like, she's even, like, hinting that she's going to try and win it. Like, she's doing little segments backstage where she's walking around <laughs> with the ref. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's you. Who do you think is going to beat uh, R-Truth? Because it's Carmella, right? Carmella's going to beat R-Truth, don't you think? Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be a nice transition to put it on the lady side of things. Yeah. Because he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't suspect her, and then who knows? Maybe he falls asleep or something, and she just gets on top of him with a rest <laughs> yeah. and... They, they do like a real silent count. Ten, three. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a fun yeah, little thing. People, 
people are getting way too serious about shit. You know, <laughs> like it's calm down. I hear you. Just have fun with it. God damn, it's okay. Not everything has to be the fucking. Not everything has to be a five star match, Dave Meltzer. There's so much yeah, shit in WWE just, that's terrible. Just enjoy it when they try something new and it's fun. You know, whatever. Yeah. Now, from what I heard, like I saw Swamp Dog, our, our you know our faction guy. He posted something on Facebook the other day saying, like, uh, Vince, like, this 24-7 title was a USA idea. Like, they've been sending Yeah, I guess they're trying to pitch ideas to uh, um, liven up the uh, WWE to, like, because the third hour, I guess, is especially bad. So yeah, like I, I don't know. I didn't he, watch the third hour too much. Like once they, uh, I turned it off. But um, once that belt came out, but um, they said they lowered the lights and they're giving it a different look. They're making it look kind of like Raw did back in the day. Because one of the big complaints people have is that the show looks too corporate and too produced. Like they they put the lights on the crowd, and in the Raw days, the crowd was always dimmed and all the light was on the ring. You know. Oh so, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I didn't even notice though. Yeah, that's the way it should be. It should always the light should always be on the ring, and the crowd should be like, not as, uh, you know, focused on the thing. It just yeah, gives not as the picture more depth. It makes it it more interesting to look at, you know. So um, yeah. So maybe they'll start doing other like raw throwbacks during that third hour. I don't know. That'd be good. Yeah. Let's see. Um, what else? I think that's all the wrestling news. Uh, yeah, there's not not a whole lot else going on. So you didn't watch anything this week at all? Nothing? Not a damn thing? We, no, I've been watching a lot of Letterkenny, like, from the time I get home from work until, you know, Nick and I find something. And then we just watched, like, a few 80s movies this week, like some bad 80s horror movies that I just saw on Amazon Prime. I'm like, fuck this, I'm putting this on. I don't even remember what? what they were, and I don't think I made it through <laughs> any of them. All right. I usually just fall asleep, but nothing worth noting. Oh, Larry, we are a hockey show, and the Stanley Cup Finals are set. You ready for Stanley Cup? I am so ready. I have at least six hours worth of content. So if you're ready to go all night, I'm ready to talk puck. Well, Boston and St. Louis. I think it's a good matchup to uh, like heavier teams, uh, tougher, more physical teams. So, should be a good matchup, uh, tight series. Last time they played, uh, Larry, of course, it was the famous Bobby Orr Stanley Cup clinching goal. That was to beat the St. Louis Blues in the final. Jumping oh, in the air really? That iconic huh. photo. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't realize that was against the Blues. Yep. And the Blues have never won a Stanley Cup. And I guess Boston, the city of Boston, has something like 19 championships uh, this century in the, in the first 19 years of the century. So basically, fuck Boston. Everyone should be rooting yeah. for the Blues. I'm going to root for the Blues, too, because A, John Hamm, and B, Jenna Fisher. So, bam, it's oh, Blues right. City <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, I'd like to see the Blues win. I, I'm guessing the Bruins will probably win, <laughs> but, but the Bruins haven't played in like three years. They've been off for a very long time. Yeah, it's been so, yeah, it's, it's been a little bit. That, that can cut both ways. So it's who, good to get the rest. Like Chara was injured, so it's good that they had the rest to get Chara healthy. But at the same time, that they, they could be rusty when they come back. So, yeah. 
So what team was better in the regular season? Well, interesting you bring this up, Larry. Uh, Boston was the better team overall, but St. Louis, on January 3rd, St. Louis was dead last in the NHL. Dead last in the NHL. And from January 3rd on, they were the best team in the NHL. So Really? Yeah. They went from being huh, dead that's last pretty and awesome. now they're in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, so that's a hell of a story, you know? Um, yeah. And they, they also have well, another yeah, story got on it. Their, uh, theme song, their theme song, Larry, is Gloria by Laura Branigan. Remember that song? Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, I heard this. <laughs> that's their theme song. Because uh, I guess some guys went out um, drinking one night and they heard yeah. that song and they just kept playing it, I guess. And then the next night they won and they kept winning. And then they went on that big streak, so they're like, oh, they just now it's they're synonymous with Laura Branigan. That's that sounds terrible, by the way. <laughs> but that's a hell of a story. Like every every year when uh, a team wins the Stanley Cup, they always have some story, you know, like some weird thing going on. So the Blues have two of them, Laura Branigan, and coming back from last place to being first. So that that has all the ear earmarks of a Stanley Cup champion when you got shit like that going on. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I hate Boston. <laughs> um, I really do. Yeah, Larry, I was telling you last night, uh, I haven't been watching movies, but I on the, on the YouTubes, uh, I was watching the uh, NHL Classic Series, which is a show on uh, the NHL Network, but all the episodes are on YouTube. And they just highlight a, a memorable series in history, and they give you the highlights of every game, and they, they give you the narrative, and they show you some behind-the-scenes stuff every once in a while, interviews and stuff. Oh, Bernie um, is dead. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's sad. How'd she yeah. die? I don't know. Died. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Something. <laughs> uh, Usually on the wicket. Died in her wicket. sleep. The cause was attributed. Oh, brain aneurysm. Oh my God. Yeah. How old was she? Fifty-two. Cool. Yeah, fifty-two. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, well, this is really, this is really depressing. Here I am thinking Laura Branigan's getting a second career boost off the Blues. She died in her sleep by an aneurysm. Holy fuck! Yeah. Fifteen years ago. Tragic. Holy hell. Yeah. Huh. Right. Yeah, so much in the So the NHL classic, classic series. series though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um the first one I just put it on YouTube and just let it roll. The first one was uh the Leafs and Islanders from two thousand and two, which I'm sure you remember that series, Larry. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I could never forget but, that one. Matt Sundin. That one was uh a seven game series where the home team won every game and like that Islanders team had uh, Alexi Yashin, Chris Osgood was a net. Um, the the Maple Leafs had uh, that was the Matt Sundin era, so Gary Roberts was there, Curtis Joseph was there always, and then uh, the mm. Leafs won in seven. Um, Gary Roberts crushed Kenny Johnson with a horrible hit from behind into the boards, and he, he only didn't get kicked out of the game or anything. So then he came back and helped set up the winner, of course, and he never got suspended, so he. He was a big part of the Game 7 win as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Darcy Tucker 
Matt Sundin. Matt Sundin was a Pittsburgh Penguin killer. I remember every time we played, yes, he leash, was. Like he'd always have two and, goals, and Larry, three goals. When I was, uh, I was trying to get Josh Yowie on the show, which I still haven't heard from. Maybe you should try. Reach out to Josh Yowie, Larry. Maybe it's just uh, he doesn't want to talk to me. Everyone loves Larry. Get, get I don't Josh think so. And say hey, uh, back on the show. Um, but uh, yeah. I was uh, when he comes on, I was going to put together an all Penguin killer team. Like a roster of just guys who mm. killed the Penguins every year. And I started doing yeah. some research, and uh, one of the first guys I thought of was, oh, Matt Sundin. Matt Sundin is a Penguin killer. So I looked up the numbers, Larry. In uh, 54 career games against the Penguins, Matt Sundin had 38 goals. That's really Yikes. Uh, yeah, goals. that's a lot. I always remember him scoring against the Pens. Uh, would you care to guess who has the most career goals against the Pittsburgh Penguins? Um, you're never. I mean, <laughs> is it somebody I've at least heard of at some point? Yes, you've heard of this guy. He's retired, oh, okay. uh, but he played many years for the Capitals, so that's why he played the Penguins a lot. He um, played for the Rangers as well. Uh, no, no, that's a good one. All right, that's a good guess. Um, Cicerelli had 28 career goals against the Penguins, uh, but uh, the the all-time leader, Mike Gartner, 56. 56. Mm, yeah, I would have never got that. So, yeah, if we get Yoey on, we'll we'll do the all penguin killer team. And, uh, that'll be something. Fucking Matt Sundin. Yeah. Sundin was a bad dude. And then uh, yeah. the second of that NHL Classic Series show that popped up, Pittsburgh Penguins, Florida Panthers, 1996. Mm, yeah. That was something to see that again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that time. We talked a little bit about this earlier, but I don't remember specifics from the games really anymore. Yeah, I, I forgot a lot of stuff too. And um, the big thing for me, uh, well, there's actually a brawl at the end of the one game when Barrasso and Van Beesbrook were actually met at center ice and were fighting at center ice. I don't remember that at all. Um, and no. the big thing that I was surprised about was uh, Game Seven. It's an infamous goal here in Pittsburgh that Tommy Fitzgerald, who would go on to work in the front office of the Penguins, but uh, he scored the winning goal in Game 7 on in Pittsburgh, uh, put the uh, Panthers up 2-1. It was a slap shot from the blue line, and Barrasso just uh, – <laughs> I don't know. So, but thinking back, I'm like, well, that game ended 2-1, and that Fitzgerald scored that goal with like two minutes to go in the game or something. It was real late in the third when he scored it. But actually – he scored that goal with like 13 minutes and change still to play in the third period. And then the, the Panthers got another goal with about three minutes to go in the game to make the final three, one. But I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I just always had it in my mind that Fitzgerald scored late in the game and that was it. So they still had a lot yeah. of time to come back after that goal. And, uh, they showed a highlight of Yager almost scoring. They had like a three on two rush and Yager went to the backhand and kind of made a move on Van Beesbrook. Van Beesburg played out of his fucking mind. He was making so many crazy saves. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and yeah, as I, I told you earlier, it's funny because they showed the highlights of every game. And even in the highlights, you still, still see Lemieux getting mugged and tackled and just wrestled all over the ice, and they weren't calling shit. And uh, the garage league. It was a different yeah. era. Yeah, it, it, that wasn't even peak garage league. That was 96. It was still pretty wide open league, actually. Like in terms of goals per game scored, 96 was one of the highest scoring years of that era. 
Um, but yeah, and Yager and Lemieux, that 96 team, they both had 60 goals. Lemieux led the league with 69 goals. Yager had like 61 or something like that, 62 maybe. And, and they combined for like 318 points or something ridiculous like that. Two players. Two players. <laughs> both with 60 goals Good in the Lord. same season on the same team, on the same line. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. The big reason why the Penguins lost that series is Ron Francis missed the entire series. He had a broken foot because they were basically a three-man team. Uh, that Yager, Francis, and Lemieux played together in a line, and they dominated. Nedved was on that team, too. It, he had a good series against the Panthers. I think he had about four goals in that series. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, Tomas Sandstrom was on that team, Brian Smolinski, Glenn Murray. Oh, smoke. Yeah. Uh, but th- yeah. that team was awful, though, on defense. Uh, they had Zubov was still there. Chris Tamer was their top pairing. Then they had, like, a whole bunch Ooh. of nothing after that. J.J. J. Daniel. Um, oh, I remember J. What about Ian Moran? Was he there? Uh, I think he was. I, he he played a more prominent role the, the next year. Um, but I, I, I think mm. he was. I don't know if he was, like, a, you know, fixture, but he was definitely there being his around. Um I think who else? Uh, yeah, just it was pretty. Kevin Hager. Awful. <laughs> no, no, Zubov was there. Yeah, still, they they traded Zubov to get Hager. Oh, uh, uh, good lord! Yeah. What are they thinking? Kevin Kevin the Hager Panthers scored a lot of shitty goals that series too, and it's just it's it's just crazy to think we were so close to having Lemieux versus Sackick, Lemieux versus Wah, Lemieux versus Forsberg. So well, four, yeah, so close, Larry, so close. Uh, blame the bees. Yep, all the rats throwing them rats down. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember the rats. Yep. I mean, what was the significance of them? I don't even remember. Like why rats? Well, uh, again, every team has a story. You know, they mix a run. In Florida, their their story was. Uh, in the locker room, they had rats down there, and uh, <laughs> Scott Mellenby killed a rat he, uh, with a stick. He put a slap shot with a rat and killed it, and um, they wrote on the wall, R.I.P. Rat. So that became like their rallying. Yeah, rat. okay. And then the fans will start throwing rats on the ice after every goal. Um, Does Peter yeah, know the about other thing about that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But the other thing about that series that surprised me um, – Florida beat them in game one, and the Penguins won game two. Florida won game three, I think. Penguins won game four. Uh, then the Penguins won game five, so they went up 3-2. And then in game six, they had a 2-1 lead in game six in the second period. Then Florida tied it. Florida went ahead. Then the Penguins came back on a goal by Tomas Sandstrom to tie it. So it was 3-3 in the third period of game six. Anyone's game. One goal away from going to the final, Larry. One goal away, and fucking Rob Niedermeyer scored. <laughs> I hate Tom Brazo. Like, I didn't. Yeah, Brazo had a rough series. Although he did have a shutout in Game Five, though I think so. But um, yeah, because Reggett uh, started the series and he got he little terrible in Game One, and so Brazo came back because Brazo had been injured and Reggett went on a nice run. Um, so they put Brazo back in. But, uh, yeah, he had a rough series towards the end. <laughs> mm. but, uh, yeah, fuck. So close. 
So close. That was Lemieux's last shot at a cup. That was really his last true shot at a cup. I still think Colorado beat them because Colorado was a fucking great team. And, um, and that, well, he got three more as an owner. Um, Panthers, of course, go to the final, and then Colorado sweeps their sorry ass behind Con Smythe winner Joe Sackick. Mm. Yeah, you love Joe Sackick. Yes, I do. I always did. Um, yeah, I did watch a movie tonight. All right. Uh-oh. Yeah, if you want to watch the uh, NHL classics over on the YouTube. Yeah, go to YouTube. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about Just Friends, about how hilarious it is. And, oh, other than Deadpool, this is definitely Ryan Reynolds' best stuff. So it was on <laughs> Netflix, and I was like, all right, I'll try it out. It's high, not good. High praise indeed. What? Other than Deadpool, yeah, this is his best stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, it's not good at all, not at all. And he's like, uh, it's kind of like he's a fat kid in school, and then he got handsome, <laughs> but he always liked this girl, and you know, he comes back as a successful adult, and he's trying to woo this girl again, and he's, I don't know, it's, it's not funny. Who's the girl? It's not funny. Amy Smart. Okay. I think I know her. Blonde. Yeah, she's she's cute. Yeah, blonde. And Anna Ferris is in it. She plays like a Britney Spears type who likes Ryan Reynolds, but he's not really into her. And I don't know. It's it's not funny at all. You know what else isn't funny? Um, I watched this today too. Was um, the Lonely Island guys did a? They call it a visual poem, and it's on Netflix, and it's a half hour, and it's like. It's a story, like it's a musical about Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. <laughs> okay. And Andy Samberg plays Jose Canseco, and that Akiva Schaefer guy plays Mark McGuire. And they just kind of rap and stuff about their lives back then. Like the premises at the beginning is like, oh, everybody knows Mark McGuire and, you know, Jose Canseco were smashing home runs, but what you didn't know is they also recorded a rap album. And it's like, all right. But the the problem was is, like, the songs are all new contemporary-style rap, like with auto-tune and shit. They didn't have auto-tune back in 1988 and stuff. (laughs) They weren't auto-tuning and stuff back then. So if they would have been more genuine to it, but, like, it's just not funny. I don't know if you ever saw Tour de Pharmacy or Seven Days in Hell. You ever see any of those? I saw Tour de Pharmacy. I saw the Tour one. Okay, did you enjoy that? that? Very funny. No. See, I thought that was very funny. This is way worse then. Uh, but if you got 30 minutes and you just want to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, check that out. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like the unauthorized biography of Mark and Jose or something like that. Now, spend that time and go watch uh, NHL Classic Series. Mm. I think or you later. could do that. Yeah. So, anything else there, Mike Dell? No, I think we're about done, right? We uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. We, fu- we fulfilled our court uh, uh, required yeah. entity service. Another That's week true. off, you know. Yep. Getting one week. Closer Next to week freedom. though is going to be a good one. We got Dave Damashek. We got John Hamm. <laughs> we got well, Jimmy Kimmel. It's going to be a big show. 
Send send that. All uh, right, I'll I'll beat to Yoey. Because right. uh, of course the big news in Pittsburgh is it looks Phil Kessel might be on his way out. So yeah, that's all about shutting the door for me. I think. <laughs> really? Not the mad at the Penguins, Kessel. but it's just you, you love Kessel so much that you never watched him play last year. That's how much I know, him. or the year before. I just I just burned out on the sports, man. It's just too much. Hey, if there was uh, a game once Josh a week, Bell? that'd be one thing. I hear Josh Bell has been smashing right? some homers for the Buckos. Dude, he, he, he's crushing everything. Yeah, he, he's got 14 home that. runs this year. He's hitting 339, I think. He's got 47 oh, yeah. RBIs in 47 games. Yeah, I just think if you, if you're still in a 30-team league, you'd, you'd still have him on your team. But, uh. <laughs> oh, if I can only go back six years ago. <laughs> I'd be set right now. It would have been worth it in those six years of sitting through Brandon's trades to maybe be in first place right now. <laughs> Are the Pirates doing anything worthwhile, or is it just Josh Bell going nuts? I mean, they have a lot of injuries right now, especially the pitching, like starting pitchers. So, I mean, all things considered, they're hanging around. They're over 500. How's Marte and Polanco doing? Uh, so-so. Like, Bell's really the only guy really doing anything right now. Cervelli's hitting, like, 170. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, so they're hurting a little bit. But I think he's hurt again. I don't know. But, you know, maybe in a year or two, might be better. Clint Hurdle makes some yeah. questionable decisions at times, like... You know, he'll take a pitcher out of the game just because he threw 78 pitches. Like, just leave him in. He threw a one-hitter. I can't stand that. Just let him fucking what? play, man. I can't stand that. Everybody says that. I hear oh, you. They're all a bunch of pussies. All a bunch of pussies. These fucking saber it's metrics are ruining baseball. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. They really are. All these fucking fine-tuned stats and shit. Oh, on base percentage plus... Sunflower seeds really gives you a fucking, uh, you know, a real idea of what kind of player this guy is. But just fucking let them play. Stop overanalyzing. Goddamn fucking Jonah Hill. If it wasn't for Moneyball, <laughs> baseball wouldn't suck so bad right now. And, and by the way, the baseball. Athletics never won shit. <laughs> they never won anything. Well, they won the World Series. No, they didn't. They oh, never yeah, won yeah, with yeah, Moneyball. the Moneyball guys. No, no. Yeah. yeah not no, the not the Moneyball. Yeah. They nah. didn't win shit with Moneyball. They came close. <laughs> they had a good oh, run. They, 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 well, they won 21 games in a row or whatever. Well, that gets you what? Nothing. That would get you out no, of no, I mean, they, they Did they go to the World Series? I don't even know. I, I can't remember. Street Dreamer is the expert on this. We, I'm sure he would tell us. But uh, they were in the playoffs a couple of times because they had Mulder, Zito, and uh, who was the third kid? Uh, Mulder, Zito, and. I can't remember. But, that, but that's really the reason they got uh, Hudson, right, Tim Hudson? So that's the reason they Hudson were in the Street. Good. Uh, no, that was later. That was later years. Or but, Houston uh, Street. Houston Street. It's closer. Yeah, but, but that was later. Uh, but but that's not yeah, the reason yeah, yeah. why Moneyball wasn't the reason why they were so good. Is they were so good because they had three dominant starting pitchers. <laughs> that's why they were so good. Yeah. Well, well Moneyball had nothing to do with that. Well, Moneyball allowed them to put a roster together that was economically feasible, I guess, for them because 
yeah, they seem to have the kind of ownership, uh, like the pirates do, where like, hey, you get this much money, and it's not a lot, and go have fun with it. But they just got lucky having three dominant starting pitchers on at one time. Yeah. Sometimes luck plays yeah. into it. Um, so anyway. So, yeah. All right. So next week, something. Maybe but, uh, go to edit one nine. Edit one, you know, one nine books dot com or edit one nine dot com. You can go Correct. either one. Either one. It goes to the same Either spot. one works. Yeah. Any new content recently? Um, not really too much. Uh, Miles Watson won another award for Cage Life. Uh, so that's nice. I saw that. Um, yeah, he put like some sticker on the book now. Yeah, well, I put that sticker on the book, but yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he has another sticker on the book. Oh, you put this sticker on the book? Oh, oh no, it wasn't for Cage Life. It was for uh, The Devils You Know, his short story collection. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw he was something. I saw he was like, oh, I'm not allowed to say that I'm a finalist and put this label on my book now or something, but I don't, you know, I don't know book awards. Yeah, so, yeah, so he, he won all kinds of awards for Cage Life, and now he got his first award for The Devils You Know, which you could go purchase at 19books.com. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all available on Amazon. Why don't we get to get? He's an award-winning author. How come he's not on the show more often? Yeah, I could get him on if you want. You could try. I mean, here's the thing. And then he saw. I, I think he thinks he show. saw a UFO yesterday. <laughs> no, he saw it was the sun, <laughs> the clouds. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It UFO. did kind of look UFO-y though, if you wanted yeah, it to. Yeah. Um, two beams coming down. The, the new uh, project I'm working on at the moment, Larry, for myself, though, is I'm going back and I'm going to re-release old mysteries in the public domain that people may not be familiar with. And I want to republish them under uh, one nine books. So look hmm. forward to that. The first one I'm doing is The Innocence of Father Brown, written by G.K. Chesterton, who is one of my favorite authors. And oh! Brown was, yeah. He was a big influence on me. So I want to uh, do I love that. those. Uh, but the catch is, for me to re-release it, I have to make it somehow unique or original. So uh, I'm going to uh, do drawings to go with each story. I'm going to do, like, one drawing for each story. And I will, yeah. So. There you go. Is there going to be a stick figure drawing like Eddie Johnson getting hit with a pop? <laughs> that would be good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll strive for a little more can than it that. Be, can it be a, a drawing that's completely unrelated to that book. Like, it's just a bird or something. It has nothing to yeah, do with the book. Yeah, it just says uh, 10 original drawings is the uh, is the, the thing you got to meet. That's the requirement, 10 original drawings. So. Well, why don't why don't we ask people in, 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 you know, people that listen to the show, hey, send Mike Dell a drawing. We'll put it in the book. <laughs> I'd like to have them related to the stories, though. Yeah, that's just me. I would like to. Well, I mean, we're all familiar with the story. That's a classic, so <laughs> that shouldn't be a problem. You love your Father Brown mysteries. Yeah. I I can't get enough. Him and uh, Father Dowling. I like them both. You remember those mm. Father Dowling mysteries with Tom Bosley? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Like, do, do you have another fam- uh, favorite uh, G.K. Chesterton book, Larry, besides the Father Brown? Anything come to mind? Uh, probably Chastity Belt. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm not familiar with that one, but I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Puritan type of you know environment, and you know, 
taboos and that sort of thing mixed with religion and there's menstruation. It's it's a whole thing. Okay, that yeah, sounds good. It's good. Hey, well, well uh, enjoy AEW tomorrow. I'm sure you're going to be very excited. Will you, will you be live sure tweeting you don't like AEW? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If I'm up. I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know. I'm barely up now. Yeah. Dude, but, I, I have But if I'm just zoned out on the couch watching the Young Bucks, I might I might just doze off. I don't know. Uh, I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping lately, uh, really since Sydney. I've been having trouble sleeping. But uh, especially lately, it's been worse. Like, I, I only sleep in, like, three-hour shifts, it seems. So uh, yesterday, Larry, in the course of one day, I slept four times. <laughs> That's 12 hours, though. <laughs> well, not, not three hours. Sometimes it was just an hour, hour and a half. But, uh, oh, yeah, okay. I slept four times. Yeah. But that's weird, man. It, I, that, that's one way to make your life seem like it's longer than it is, is to sleep four times a day. <laughs> I know, but that whole up. process of waking up four times in one day, I yeah. don't, I don't want to do that. That's it's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, 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 the realization that, oh, shit, my life is still this four times in one day, <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah. Will you go outside? I actually went. I left the house hey, twice uh, this week. That's why I was probably so tired because I left the house twice this week. So. Well, one was probably a grocery store visit, I would imagine. Uh yes, one was a grocery store visit. One, one went to Barnes and Noble the other time. So yeah, just something to do. There's still Barnes and Noble out there. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Huh. Um. I was talking to Sam the other day, and uh, she was saying – I was telling her the story about how you took your car to get the oil changed. And <laughs> yeah. Dude was like, are you, are you fucking serious with this? But um, <laughs> she was saying something about – I don't know if – she's like, does he get special rates on his car insurance? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, there's some kind of thing in PA like where if you drive less than 25 miles yeah. every day, do you have that? Your car insurance is virtually like, nothing. Um, I don't know about virtually nothing, but it's uh, it's cheaper. Like they give you a discount if you don't drive a lot. And uh, like, how much do you pay car insurance? Like every six months, Larry. I don't know. Nick pays that. Yeah. I have no idea. I pay three something, which is pretty cheap. Every six months. Yeah, every six months. All right, that's that's good. Yeah, it's good. Oh. Yeah. You should just get a bike. <laughs> no insurance, man, and bikes. it's summertime. You can get out there, get some sun on you, some exercise. Have you ever ridden a, when was the last time you rode a bike? Because the last time I rode a bike was, uh, oh, it was when my, my girl Lena and I were dating. She liked riding bikes, so I rode a bike with her, and it was just like, oh, my God, just kick me in the balls already and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your fucking ass hurts so bad the next day. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I rode a bike. No yeah, idea. Yeah, it's just awful. 20, 25 um, years ago? Uh, so, yeah, like for me, it, it definitely was. It was 21 years ago, I guess. Yeah. Or no, it would have been. Well, yeah, I remember when you were like dating one. I hadn't rode a, I haven't rode a bike since then, so it's been longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know anybody that owns a bike. I bet the Ed has a bike. 
Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, yeah but he does. All right. So. Next week, something. We'll see. All right, Mike Dell. Uh, you sure you don't want to come out tomorrow? Yeah, I'm sure. I gotta go to the grocery store. Right. Saturday's my grocery store day, so I can't miss that. Yeah. You don't have to miss it. It doesn't start till seven. Yeah, but I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, that card doesn't sound too enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Although keep an eye on but Kylie Ray. Lance, I just though. like Kylie Ray. Look at Kylie Ray. You'll enjoy. enjoy her. All right. Oh. I just now I just thought of something. There's no Leva Bates. Yeah, that's right. A librarian. Yeah, I'm not interested now. Anyways. All right. We'll think about it. All right. Next week, something. Until then, pass the gin, Governor. Publishers of a new edition of The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn say that all traces of the N-word will be removed and replaced with the word slave. The book will also remove the word engine, but will now refer to the Mississippi River as the old bitch. Uh, Recently home from the hospital, Zsa Zsa Gabor is putting her Bel Air mansion up for sale for a mere $28 million. Real estate experts are skeptical that the price will be met due to the recovering economy. One agent stated, quote, if Miss Gabor thinks she's getting $28 million for that house, she doesn't have a leg to stand on. Uh, see, that's brutal. Um, after a line of questioning that he felt was over the line, rumor has it that R&B star Chris Brown flipped out on the set of Good Morning America and tried to throw a chair through his dressing room window. The news isn't all bad. The incident with the chair gave Brown his first big hit since Rihanna. All right, Mike Dell, here we go. Drew Barrymore is getting behind the camera again to direct her second feature film. After 2009's Whip It, Barrymore is now directing How to Be Single, based on the book with the same name. And what is the key to being single? Allowing Tom Green to penetrate you. Here we go. Kelly Osborne told Closer Magazine that she's been quite ill recently and had man flu. Not to be confused with her other ailment, man face. Say, hey, Larry. Tell your monologue to the people. Uh, Tina Fey has a book coming out called Bossy Pants. Publishers decided to go with Bossy Pants after the original title, Penis Pants, seemed too obvious. 
Uh, 16 zombies were injured on the set of Resident Evil 5 earlier this week. It wasn't production's fault. The zombies, after realizing they were in another Resident Evil movie, tried to kill themselves again. Um, Mad Men star January Jones says she still will not say who the father of her baby is amid rumors that it could be Saturday Night Live star Jason Sudeikis, uh, Super Chef Bobby Flay, X-Men director Matthew Vaughn, or Seeking Justice co-star Xander Berkeley. <laughs> wow. So, as of now, the father's name on the birth certificate remains blank. Meanwhile, the mother's name is just listed as Slut. Um, after appearing on an Australian talk show recently, rumors flew that Beyonce was not pregnant like she indicated, but rather was wearing a prosthetic while her and husband Jay-Z hired a surrogate. Beyonce's agents fired back, insisting that the pregnancy is real and it's the talent that's faked. Uh, new albums this week, Mike Dell. Uh, the Bangles' Sweetheart of the Sun, Tori Amos's Night of Hunters, and Daryl Hall's Laughing Down Crying. What a great week for music, said President Ronald Reagan. Jersey Shore's new season debuted last Thursday on MTV, which means once again my satellite dish has an STD. For the promotion of his upcoming movie Moneyball... Brad Pitt has made the cover of the newest Sports Illustrated. This marks the first time a non-athlete has been on the cover since Prince Fielder. Yeah, I, what, what and I we're off. Oh, yeah, no, we're not off. We're, we were never on. Here. <laughs> uh, this just in for Major Minority. Why did Mike Dell's pants get skin cancer? <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. They were too tan. All right, Mike Dell, Taylor Swift and cosmetic company Elizabeth Arden have released a new perfume to which Swift insists was inspired by, quote, falling in love. Uh, the country singer has been romantically linked to Joe Jonas, Taylor Lautner, and John Mayer, to name a few, and has aptly named the new fragrance Syphilis. A wax figure of Brad Pitt was unveiled at Paris's second best wax museum earlier this week. Curators at the museum say that the figure is exactly like Pitt, except for the better acting chops. Uh, after the controversy surrounding his marriage to Sandra Bullock and the infamous Nazi photos, Jesse James said he, that he is turning over a new leaf and is, quote, starting life over. In a rebuttal statement, life says bullshit. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Kristen Stewart, according to Forbes magazine, gives the best bang for the movie Buck. Uh, worst bang for the movie buck goes to Rosie O'Donnell's pussy. Thank you very much.